Hello and welcome to Open House, a property podcast focusing on the Geelong market. Brought to you by Loan Market Geelong. Visit Sarah Thompson, Liz McRae and the team at Ryrie Street for all your financing needs. I'm Damien Ratcliffe and each week Open House will bring you an expert with experience in this current Geelong market to help you make your next property purchase. And our next guest is Liz McRae, mortgage broker at Loan Market Geelong. Welcome back to Open House, Liz. Thanks so much for having me, Damien. People might not know, but your earlier podcast has been the most listened podcast. People are interested in finance and and, uh, getting finance for their next purchases. And there'll be some ramifications or maybe no ramifications from the the election on the weekend. I think um, maybe investors were a bit scared about what Labor might have brought to to the market, but um, the libs are in and, and hopefully nothing changes. Yeah, it's been a, a massive shock. I think to see sports bet paying out early on a Labor win sums up the um, the shock that it was to see Liberal back in. Um, yeah, certainly, I wouldn't say there'll be no changes um, going forward. I think the main thing is there's more certainty now. Yeah. With the yeah the discussions around Labor removing negative gearing, um, it's putting a fear into not just investors but. First home buyers were a little bit confused as well as to what was going to happen in the market. So, yeah, nice to see some certainty. There might have been some opportunities before the election for people to snap up a a bargain because of that uncertainty. Maybe investors, um, I don't know if you've been giving them the advice, investors to hold off until after the election or try and get in before the election. Yeah, so some investors were taking the the approach that, oh, well, if negative gearing is going to go for anyone... You know, new properties purchase will get in quick. But then on the flip side, they were also thinking, how's that going to affect the property prices? Am I going to pay too much if I buy now? So I wouldn't say it was causing a real rush on investors to purchase. I know certainly first home buyers that I was talking to were like, well, just wait and see. I think there was just so much wait and see um, sort of sentiment out there. So yep. that's just, you know, this past week, it's been ridiculous the amount of people that have just decided to jump in because now they know. Yeah, right. So have you mm. been sort of had an influx of mm. people sort of coming to you yeah. for finance now? Yeah, I have done. Um, more people just, yeah, actually signing contracts on things. Um, yeah, deals sort of getting done. I feel like it's increased. Maybe it's a coincidence, but I do feel like it has increased in the last week. People are just confident with their decisions, which is a nice nice thing to see. We probably didn't talk about it in the last podcast, but what were the fears with Labor's changes? Did we think house prices mm. were going to drop and, and really take investors out of the market, especially with those established properties? Um, yeah, so a couple of fears was obviously negative gearing goes, um, less tax effective for investors. So there was talk about would that cause rents to rise? Um, obviously, they've got to get their money from... Um, you know, make the investment worthwhile. So that was one one fear. The other one was, well, will investors start offloading properties? Will that cause housing prices to decrease? Yep. Um, I think that's probably the biggest one. Yeah, would, would housing prices decrease if yeah. um, negative gearing went? So hence why first-home buyers were waiting um, to see if they should buy. I think a lot of sellers as well were sort of waiting to see if they should even sell. So it was just really un- uncertain times. Yeah, and I think the other thing too, it mightn't have affected loan market as much, but um, rents were probably going to go up because um, people would have wanted to positively gear or at least neutrally gear their, yep. positive, uh, their properties. Yeah, I mean, it still affects us because a lot of our clients are first home buyers who are paying rent and trying to save to of get course. into the market. So you know, it would still have that flow-on effect. Uh, what, yeah, uh, 
did you see that fear in investors? We're sort of spoken about it now, but how how scared were investors and what were your advice to investors over the last sort of month or two? Um, investors that had existing property, um, no real fear there other than that their properties may become devalued a little bit. Um, so yeah, for those people, no, no real change. Um, but it was, was it the ones thinking it? about buying an investment property. Yeah. Was it going to play with equity a bit, do you think? Well, yeah, if their values go down, then obviously the equity they've got goes down and then their ability to, you know, use that equity to do something else, um, decreases. So yeah, it was, ma- it was going to be massive. So yeah. All right. And as you said, the Liberals coming in uh, probably adds more certainty to the market, uh, a lot more confidence of mm-hmm. of predicting what's going to happen. And, and hopefully house prices continue on that steady rise without going too crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I think particularly in Geelong, we're sort of not really in too much of a, a declining market. So I think it will keep things steady. And if not, it will um, see us increase probably housing prices should be more people more people turning up at auctions and um and bidding yeah if there was any decrease it was probably to do with um apra tightening lending restrictions or restrictions on lenders mm-hmm. um does there seem like there's a bit of news about that apra might um loosen the belt a bit with that floor rate yeah this has probably been um you know some pretty exciting news in the last week so apra for anyone that doesn't know what that means, if you don't speak bank, um, like most people. So at the moment, when you're assessed for a home loan, the bank will assess your ability to repay based on a minimum of 7%, and that 7% is set by APRA. Most banks are using maybe 7.25, some even up to 8%, yep. which um, significantly reduces people's amount that they can borrow. So they're now talking about adding... Um, making it 2% or 2.5% against your actual rate. So if someone's at 35 to 4%, so maybe around 6.5% yep. um, for the repayment. So this, yeah, significantly will increase what people can borrow, which should then, yeah, help um, yeah, with people's ability to buy. Is that safe or, or dangerous? Do, do people think they can overstretch themselves or... With that um, borrowing power, I'm sure you would crunch the numbers with them and, mm-hmm. and make it at a comfortable level. But does, is that dangerous at all? Yeah, I think um, it came in because rates were, you know, like at the moment, sorry, rates are probably at record lows. Yep. So just probably, like, it's definitely good to have that little bit of a buffer, but it's just maybe a little bit unnecessarily high at the moment. Yep. So I don't think it's dangerous. Um there's so many other things that come into play as well when sort of looking at people's borrowing capacity that this is just a small part of it. So I don't think it's going to cause too much trouble. Yep. Um, <clears throat> the bigger thing probably that's being looked at is the living expense measure. Yep. So if banks are going harder on one thing, if they can soften in another area, um, you know, that should help things. Yeah. I, I actually spoke to Sarah the other day and she said there number of barefoot investors that come in and just want to sign up to ING, but ING is one of those banks that has, I think, an yeah, 8%, 8% floor, yeah, floor rate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So people sometimes just can't understand. They're like, but I'm paying this in rent. Why does the bank think I can't afford it? Yeah. And yeah, for a lot of the time, this is the cause of it, the floor rate. So It's just yeah. them being extra conservative yeah. with who they lend their money to, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Different banks have different sort of what they call risk appetites and... Um, you know, some are more, a lot more careful. I think yep. they're, they're all careful and so they should be. Um, 
but yeah, this should just help. So if that floor rate changes from say seven percent to six point five, what do you think that means in in dollar terms? If someone at seven percent could borrow five hundred thousand, mm-hmm. how much do you think they might be able to borrow with a six point five percent floor rate? Um, hard to say because it depends on other factors like income and other yep. debts. But you know, you might see twenty to fifty thousand. So um, yeah, it increase. could be a fifty thousand dollar increase, yeah. which. Yeah. Yep. Would be pretty handy at an auction if you got yeah. an extra fifty thousand to Absolutely. to deal with. Yeah, that's right. Good. Um, as far as um, as far as the interest rates, and we spoke about them last time, but it mm-hmm. looks like there will be a cut coming sooner yeah. than expected. Maybe. Yeah, definitely. That's the the word on the on the street. So you can tell by some of the banks have really aggressively cut their fixed rates. Yeah. Um, so that normally means something. The bank never loses. So yeah, there's talk of that at next next month but i have to remember as well the banks move independently of the reserve bank as well so just because there might be a, an official cut it doesn't mean that we're going to see all of it through the banks Wait yeah. And see. yeah we, so we spoke about this last time but um fixed versus variable mm-hmm. are you recommending variable because a interest rate is pending or yeah I, again at the moment the fixed rates are attractive so if you need the Certainty in your budget definitely is the way to go. But with talks about variable rates decreasing, you know, choosing to fix would have to be for a very specific reason at the yeah. moment. Um, but at the same time, you know, around the three and a half percent, like it's pretty good. So yep. if you're, you're not going to lose sleep at night if it decreased any further. Yeah. So are, are you seeing smart investors, investors that have invested before contacting you or, or mostly are they looking to invest for the first time or is there a spread of both? Um, probably a spread. Yeah, I'd say we're pretty even spread here as far as, yeah, first time investors or, you know, the more seasoned multiple property investors. Yeah. They're all still out there. Um, it's probably actually, it's been harder for the first time investors more so than the um, the ones with the multiple properties um, of recent times. Is that because of uh, lending against equity and that sort of thing? Or? Um, yeah, more the borrowing capacity measures that what we were talking about before with the floor rates. Um, things, you know, have been quite tight. The banks have tightened up. Yep. Um, <clears throat> the living expense, um, the HEM measure um, is something that's definitely affecting people's borrowing capacities and abilities to get that second or third property. Sure. So if APRA's going to loosen the, the borrowing power mm-hmm. and give people more borrowing power, is the message weighed off until that happens and, and keep saving, I guess? Um, I wouldn't say weight off. I think it's, you know, still definitely see, because you might be able to borrow now, even with things as they are. Yep. Um, but for some people that are close or that just can't quite get enough, definitely, you know, re-look into things. Um, I think they're talking what, a month or two before it would come into effect. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, certainly, certainly revisit it. Absolutely. I spoke to a friend who's come to loan market and looking to get finance. And he tells me that a $25,000 car loan has a $75,000 difference on his borrowing capacity. Can you explain that? (laughs) Absolutely. He would be right. Um, Yeah, people's other debts are dragging down borrowing capacity a great deal. Um, 
I think people just don't realise when they've got the personal loan, car loan, credit cards, it's going to affect them. Um, just because the repayments on those debts, so the bank will look at their actual repayment, but they're over a shorter amount of time. So, you know, it takes quite a significant chunk out of people's incomes. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely a real real issue, the amount of other debts that we see clients have. Yeah. Do you get many customers that, saying look my car's at its last legs i'm i'm probably going to need a car in the short-term future and how do you work around that um yeah all all the time seems to go hand in hand with buying a house yeah so certainly we can look at yeah ability to we do asset finance here as well we've got jen who specializes in that so we can look at financing the car and the house but it's about checking borrowing capacity to have both yeah sure at the end of the day and showing sometimes people how much their car loan is going to affect what they can borrow they might get a cheaper car (laughs) yeah so putting the car loan into the home loan is you're going to get a lower rate and and it's going to be spread over more time which can um, lower the weekly i guess outflow of money yeah, so eventually, so say if you're a first home buyer looking to get a car and a home loan, yeah. it's not really going to be an option unless you've got a really big deposit. Sure. Because um, you're just not going to have the equity in the property to take over your car loan. Mm-hmm. But for people that have a bit more equity, sometimes they do want to roll the car in. The main thing is that we say is we don't, you don't want to end up paying for your car over 30 years. So having sort of a separate loan maybe over five years or whatever's reasonable um, at home loan interest rates instead of car loan rates does work. Um, but a lot of the time people don't want to tie up their equity in their house for a car, hence why asset finance is sure. sometimes the way to go. Scott Morrison on the eve of the election came out with a, a deal for first homeowners. Uh, I think it was um, potentially they could put down a 5% deposit um, or as small as 5, 5% and and the government would, would cover the LMI. Did you look into the, sort of the details yeah. on offer there? So they haven't actually come out with a lot of details yet. Yep. It sounds like a nice idea in theory. Um, so, yeah, I think what the, the scheme is, yeah, you save 5%, we'll lend you the balance of the 20% that you would need to avoid the mortgage insurance. Sure. So the way I think it works at the moment is that it would be a loan from the government. Um, just purely to avoid the mortgage insurance. Um, not sure, it's not eligible for everyone. I think combined income under 200000 was the cap on that. And yep. they've, yeah, there's really been no details as to, you know, do you pay interest on that? Who is the loan actually from? All of that sort of stuff. So it will be interesting to see how that plays out. Will that then affect people's borrowing capacity, just like we were talking about the car loan? Yeah. Um, yeah, is it? Is it actually going to work out to be a positive? Not sure yet. Hopefully. Yeah, it would, so it would me- be awesome if it does. Yeah. So the message right now is probably don't get your hopes up, first home buyers, that um, <laughs> that you can just get 5% and they're going to cover the rest type thing. Yeah. 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 I think saying they're going to cover it, there'll be some fine print. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If, you've, if you're a first home buyer and you've saved 5%, um, certainly come and chat to us anyway because it may be enough already but yes you would be paying mortgage insurance um so it just would be weighing up as to whether the mortgage insurance was worse than whatever they were offering so we'll wait and see for for those 
first home buyers that are still living at home, would you want to see more than 5% to see that they they will be able to service a loan? I guess someone that's renting can prove it with their their um with their rent but rent um is yeah. it is it a bit dangerous first home buyers five percent i know the barefoot thinks it is yeah look i mean so i would say some somewhere between five and ten percent should get you into the market yep. um especially at the moment if you're buying land and building we're getting twenty thousand first homeowner grant in geelong as well um yeah certainly i mean if you've got good income the first thing we're looking at is well, why can't you save more yep. maybe they're paying lots of board to mum and dad or maybe they're footing the bills yep. <laughs> who knows so yeah it's certainly worth looking into it's definitely still still possible yeah now there was a story on channel seven it was in melbourne's north i'm not sure exactly where but maybe up Mickleham, craigieburn sort of way where um a couple had put a forty thousand dollar deposit on a four hundred thousand dollar block of land mm. and, and when it came time to settle the bank valued at 350000 and effectively they had to um, stump up some more money. Yeah. Is that something we're seeing in Geelong or are we a bit thank, um, thank goodness, immune to that? Thank goodness, no. We probably have seen the opposite where a lot of our land values have increased yep. um, in that settlement period. Um, yeah, I'm not saying it could never happen, but yeah, certainly not something we've seen. I think um, the thing with buying land is that it often doesn't title for, you know, one to two years um, after you're signing that contract so a lot can change in that time so just to be aware that when you are signing you're going into an unconditional contract yeah um <clears throat> so the time to seek advice is when you are signing the contract not <laughs> a couple of weeks before it's due to settle um we would normally people in that case is go through expected changes to your circumstances are you going to you know, stop working, have children, take on other debts because that's going to affect your borrowing capacity. Um, big one as well is we can actually do a credit check on you before you sign just so there's nothing um, surprising popping up. But, yeah, what we can't do is prevent land values going down. Yeah. But, yeah, certainly not. I don't think it's an issue for this area at this point in time. Yeah, I think it's a supply and demand thing and there's probably mm. an oversupply in, in mm. land out in Melbourne's north and, and yeah. I think land's been snapped up pretty quickly here yeah, in Geelong. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Clients, they're like, we just want some land that's, you know, going to title really soon. It's just so hard for them to get. So, yeah, yeah I think we're pretty safe at the moment. Where is where is land sort of easy to get at the moment? Is it the Armstrong Creeks and the Mount Denides or...? Oh. Only going off, yeah, what clients are saying. I think titled land is hard to hard to get anywhere in the Geelong area at the moment. Like, if yep. you, yeah, the the blocks that, yeah, have titles in the next few months just go so fast. Yeah. Mm. Uh, first home buyers leaning towards house and land over over established properties or anything like that, or. Yeah, I do tend to see that because of the twenty thousand um, grant that we get because we're um, classed as regional Victoria, so it means generally that the amount they need to contribute is a bit less. Yeah. Um, people like the shiny and the new. Um, and no stamp <laughs> or low stamp duty as well. Yeah, no stamp duty on the land if for those first home buyers buying to obviously move into. Yep. Um, which is another bonus, but. Obviously, they get no stamp duty for established as well, but they're just not getting their hands on that $20,000 contribution. Um, Yeah, there's a a mix of established, but yeah, it does tend to be the first home buyers doing a lot of the constructions. Yeah, it looks like now sort of a a 
comfortable time to get mm. back in and, and assess your, your borrowing um, capacity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, it's all looking looking positive for the rest of the year. Just Brilliant. Nice, short, quick podcast. Visit uh, Loan Market Geelong in Ryrie Street. Liz McRae or Sarah Thompson will, uh, will be able to assist. Liz, thanks for joining me again on Open House. Thanks for having me again, Thanks for tuning in to Open House. We've got more coming your way. Give us a follow on Instagram at Open House Podcast and on Facebook. And just remember, all advice is general in nature. If you are looking to purchase a home or sell a home, please seek professional advice.